Good morning, and welcome to Simply Space. It's Monday, February 5th. On today's show, astronaut Jasmine Mogbelli talks to Camp Anchor participants from space, and a team of California scientists may have discovered a kill switch for cancer by conducting tumor research in space. Plus, scientists are baffled by the existence of a dwarf galaxy found by accident. This coverage and more, up next. I'm David, and you're listening to Simply Space. We start off with an interesting story about astronaut Jasmine Mogbelli, who recently had a virtual homecoming beaming into the Lido Beach Administration Building from space to answer questions from members of Camp Anchor, a program she volunteered with as a teenager. Celeste, our correspondent for Simply Space, is here to tell us more about this unique interaction. Can you give us some background on Mogbelli and her connection to Camp Anchor? Certainly, David. Jasmine Mogbelli graduated from Baldwin Senior High School in 2001 and has since had an impressive career path leading to NASA. She holds degrees in aerospace engineering from MIT and the Naval Postgraduate School in California and served as a second lieutenant in the U.S. Marine Corps. She was deployed to Afghanistan with the Marine Light Attack Helicopter Squadron 367 and has over 150 combat missions and 2,000 hours of flight time in over 25 different aircraft. As a teenager, she volunteered at Camp Anchor, a year-round program serving 1,200 children and adults with special needs. That's quite an impressive resume. So, what did Mogbelli share with the Camp Anchor participants during this virtual meeting? Mogbelli shared insights about her daily routine on the International Space Station, the flight to space, and even the unexpected joys of eating and drinking in zero gravity. She also humorously addressed the challenges of answering nature's call in space. She even wore her Camp Anchor shirt during the chat and pledged to return it to them as a souvenir of her time in space. It sounds like she made quite an impression. What were some of the questions she answered from the participants? The participants asked a variety of questions from what Earth looks like from space to when she knew she wanted to become an astronaut. Mogbelli described Earth as spectacular and so, so beautiful, and shared that her aspiration to become an astronaut dates back to a sixth-grade book report about Soviet cosmonaut Valentina Tereshkova, the first woman to travel into space. What advice did she have for future astronauts? Mogbelli emphasized the importance of being a well-rounded individual. She explained that living and working in space requires a bit of knowledge in everything, from medical care to repair work. However, she stressed that camaraderie with other astronauts is key to happiness and success on the space station. Thanks for sharing that story, Celeste. Speaking of innovative approaches, scientists from the University of California, San Diego, have teamed up with astronauts to study cancer in space. The weak gravitational pull in space, or microgravity, puts cells under immense stress, causing them to age more rapidly. This allows scientists to observe the progression of cancer and the effects of treatments much faster than on Earth. Our correspondent from Simply Space is here to delve deeper into this. Can you explain how this research is being conducted? Certainly. The researchers have been sending miniature tumor organoids, grown from the cells of cancer patients, to the International Space Station. 
These organoids were part of the cargo on the Axiom-3 spaceflight that launched from Kennedy Space Center in January. The team, led by Dr. Katriona H.M. Jamieson, had previously sent stem cells on multiple SpaceX flights and observed pre-leukemic changes that were not seen in ground controls during the same time frame. So what happens to these cancer cells in space? In space, under the stress caused by microgravity, the cancer cells activate a cloning gene known as ADAR1. This gene has been observed to proliferate wildly in the space tumors, leading to a much faster rate of growth than seen on Earth. In just 10 days, the mini tumors sent to space tripled in size. That's quite alarming. But how are the researchers using this information to fight cancer? On the last Axiom mission, Jamieson's team sent up mini tumors treated with two types of anti-cancer medications that block ADAR1 in different ways. One of these drugs, fedratinib, is already FDA approved for the treatment of blood cancers. The team is also working on an experimental drug called rebexanib that blocks ADAR1 activation in a different way. This drug was sent up with the Axiom-3 launch and has shown promising results in inhibiting cancer growth. So what's next for this research? Jamieson's team is planning to launch clinical trials for rebexanib by the end of the year. They believe that the drug could potentially act as a kill switch for cancer. The results obtained from these space experiments provide not just hope, but practical hope, as Jamieson puts it. The team, which includes NASA and European astronauts, is committed to advancing this potentially life-saving innovation. A truly fascinating development in the fight against cancer. Thanks for that report, Michael. Speaking of fascinating developments, scientists have recently stumbled upon a dwarf galaxy that according to current understanding shouldn't exist. The galaxy, named Pearls DG, was discovered by researchers from the University of Arizona using NASA's James Webb Space Telescope. The findings were published in the Astrophysical Journal Letters. Here to delve deeper into this discovery is our correspondent from Simply Space. So Abby, what makes this dwarf galaxy so unusual? Well, David, dwarf galaxies are relatively small galaxies that can contain anywhere from a thousand to a few billion stars. They are usually either quiescent, meaning they're near larger galaxies that they interact with, or they are isolated, meaning they're by themselves and form new stars. This understanding has been a cornerstone of our knowledge of galaxy evolution. However, Pearl's DG is neither forming new stars nor interacting with a larger galaxy, which challenges our current understanding. How did the researchers come across this galaxy? Interestingly, the discovery was accidental. The researchers were examining a galaxy cluster as part of the James Webb Space Telescope Prime Extragalactic Areas for Reionization and Lensing Science, or PEARLS, project. PEARLS DG, located some 98 million light years away from Earth, just happened to appear in some of the images they took. So if this dwarf galaxy isn't forming new stars and isn't interacting with a larger galaxy, what's its status? The scientists believe that PEARLS DG may be a rare example of an isolated quiescent dwarf galaxy. These types of galaxies haven't been seen before, except for relatively few cases. They are not really expected to exist, given our current understanding of galaxy evolution. The researchers were able to determine this by using the James Webb Space Telescope's instruments to image specific stars in this galaxy. They found that the stars lacked a certain color signature that occurs in new stars, indicating that all the stars in this galaxy are very old. 
Does this mean that there could be more such galaxies out there? Indeed, the scientists believe that Pearl's DG is likely not a singular anomaly. They think there could be many isolated quiescent dwarf galaxies out there, just waiting to be discovered. The James Webb Space Telescope has proven that scientists have the tools to make such discoveries. As we continue to unravel the mysteries of the universe, like the evolution of galaxies that Abby just discussed, we also find intriguing discoveries closer to home. For instance, a major magnetic anomaly has been discovered deep below New Zealand's Lake Rotorua, which sits at the heart of a dormant volcano and is the setting for one of New Zealand's most famous Maori love stories. This discovery comes as the lake has been mapped in detail for the first time. Here to discuss this further is our correspondent from Simply Space. Can you tell us more about this discovery and its significance? Certainly, David. Researchers at GNS Science, a research institute in New Zealand, have mapped Lake Rotorua's floor in unprecedented detail. They've revealed eruption craters, an ancient river, and a large magnetic anomaly in the southern part of the lake. This is the first time it's been proven that Rotorua's mainland hydrothermal systems extend into the lake's hidden depths. Can you explain more about this magnetic anomaly and how it was discovered? Yes, the Royal New Zealand Navy collected some of the data, mapping the lake floor's physical features using a multi-beam echo sounder, a type of sonar. They also carried out magnetic surveys, which revealed the magnetic anomaly. Normally, volcanic rocks give very positive anomalies when a magnetometer is run over them. However, in this case, they found negative anomalies, likely due to very low magnetic susceptibilities. What could be the cause of these negative anomalies? Volcanic rocks typically contain the highly magnetic mineral magnetite. But in Lake Rotorua, researchers believe hydrothermal fluids have passed through the rock and transformed the magnetite into pyrite, or fool's gold, which has almost no magnetic signal. This hydrothermal process would severely diminish the magnetic signal and explain the negative anomaly. What other evidence of hydrothermal activity did the researchers find? The researchers also found other signs of hydrothermal activity in the same general area as the magnetic anomaly. A heat flow map shows heat, likely hot water, rising up to the lake floor from beneath. Craters are also visible in this same region, which are likely hydrothermal eruption craters. Despite all this activity, what is the temperature of the water near the bottom of the lake? Interestingly, Despite all this activity, water temperatures near the bottom of the lake are usually around a cool 57 degrees Fahrenheit. The lake is so large that there's enough cool water to counteract heat coming up from below, and the temperature only fluctuates by around 1.8 degrees F over a month. That's fascinating. Thanks for sharing these insights, Bella. And with that, we wrap up our stories for today. Thanks for listening to Simply Space. We'll see you back here tomorrow.